time to love yourself and like learning to love your body is like that whole journey that I feel like every person, but more specifically women, have to go through. So I feel like doing this is a good way to kind of break through and kind of seal the last chapter of the learning to love and just loving. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Off Topic and we are back with episode 3 of season 2. I'm with my beautiful co-host, Valesa. Hey girl, what's up? Hi! I'm good. Um, I'm really good and I'm actually a bit calm and relaxed and I'm also happy that it's a, it's a, ho- uh, it's a holiday tomorrow so at least we get to rest. And how are you? Dude, I'm so excited for these holidays. Like, I need the rest. Like, I was even saying that because we work from home so often, you underplay how much of a holiday you need or at least some rest. Because you're mm. at home. But yeah, definitely keen to get some rest and chill and just not be on a laptop, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> and today... Our topic is body positivity because actually the other time I've been on a social media break generally, so I haven't been Mm -hmm. on social media quite a lot. So I don't know what the newest things are, but just before I left, there was this huge like debate going on Twitter about, you know, the body positivity movement because people got triggered that, you know, smaller bodied and like skinnier people had been saying that they deserve to have a part in the body positivity movement. And mm. full-figured women were saying no, like that wasn't what the movement was for. It's for, you know, the it's for the minority group, you know, for individuals fighting fat phobia and actually being a victim of fat phobia. So, mm. um, yeah, what do you what do you think about the whole body positivity movement? What are your what's your stance? I think um, the body positivity movement for me has always been inclusive um and what i mean by that is whether you're skinny you are more thick um and everything else in between um it is for all of us because the thing the thing about body positivity or not being you know or not having a positive image of your body it's not just about weight you know it could be your stomach it could be the fact that you don't like your nose or your legs, whatever the case may be. So I was actually pretty shocked when I saw that and I was like, okay, why is it yeah. that certain people need to be excluded from this? Because I think all of us struggle from kind of the same issues, but like in different lenses, if you know. Yeah, yeah. that's my view. Um, that's my initial view. And I guess we can go deeper as, as we go. But what's your initial stance on that? Well, for me, as far as I know, like having done research on the movement itself, it was Mm -hmm. made specifically for full-figured and fat individuals. It wasn't made to um, house in other sort of body types because it Mm -hmm. was saying that, yes, you know, all bodies matter. And the fact that, you know, all bodies need to be recognized and all bodies go through some form of insecurity. But... Mm -hmm if we're looking at mainstream media and opportunities in society as a whole, um, full-figured women and actually full-figured people don't get representation. They aren't celebrated on mainstream media and are often, Mm. you know, um, 
prejudiced, like there's a lot of prejudice against them. So we're going to mm. create this movement to uplift these individuals. So for me, when 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 we're talking specifically about the body positivity movement, it is not for all other body types other than fat people or people who are more fuller in their figure. Um, mm. But if we're talking about being body positive, that is for everyone. Everyone can be body positive, you know. But mm. as a, if we're talking specifically about the movement, it wasn't made for everyone. And I think it's fair enough because everyone understands this concept when it comes to Black Lives Matter because we all get angry and people are like, oh, but all lives matter. All lives matter. We know all lives matter. Mm. But the specific movement is made to highlight Black lives and Black struggles, you know, and Black yeah. realities. So I think that... Um, that distinction is perhaps a lot, a, a very important to draw between being mm. body positive and the body positivity movement. So yeah, yeah those are my initial thoughts or other uh, information. Yeah, yeah, that's really unfortunate because I mean I remember growing up, I was teased about how skinny I was, and so I aspired. I I actually um aspired to be a bit more fuller and thicker. To have a big butt and or, and I understand that like there's a very big dif- difference between being like a thick person and a fat person like you said mm-hmm. but I think I mean I didn't even know that there was actually a formal movement so it's definitely new information for me um, but mm-hmm. I suppose I definitely understand that if it's a movement and it's for like those people in particular and it was meant to highlight the issues that they face with and you know, sort of embracing their bodies and understand. Um, but I suppose yeah. like where I was coming from is that like a body positivity thing for me has never been about a movement. I, like I've never seen it in that context, maybe because of how colloquialized it's been. You know, when, when someone says like body positivity, I don't think of a movement or they don't even speak about like the body positivity movement. So I've just always thought that like, okay, people are just, you know, speaking about their bodies and um, because I know women struggle with a lot of body image issues. So, yeah, I mean, if you're explaining it like that, it's definitely um, understandable. Yeah, no, definitely, because um, I'm not sure if you know Thick Leonte, but she was the person who essentially was being predominantly attacked online that day mm. on Twitter um, because she essentially some a smaller figured woman um, had basically said something about body positivity movement and she was like no this is for bigger people you know mm. on her tweet she was like no you can't be doing this you know I hate it when people do this because this movement is for bigger people and people were like sure. raging saying no it's for everyone <laughs> who are you to tell us that you know like it's only for you know curvy people or full figure people like what do you mean and she was like guys like it's been coined it's politically a term for you know this specific reason and and the thing is like I was like highly defensive because I was just like I don't understand why people understand this concept when it comes to like black lives matter and all sorts of other political agendas but when it comes to this suddenly it's like a different story and I'm saying that like and I remember saying that um I understand that like all bodies matter because just even when you are smaller or skinnier, it doesn't mean you don't go through insecurity and the fact that like you've struggled with your body and body image Mm. because a lot of people who are smaller in figure or rather skinny or whatever go through their Mm. own struggles. I mean, so many people I know want to gain weight or, you know, Mm. want to be another form of a body type than what they are at the moment. 
But yeah. like I said before, if we're looking at mainstream media and how it's predominantly been all the years, your body is celebrated, like your models, your how you know the clothes that are available in store, sizing wise, mm. have been predominantly centered around smaller figured individuals. And yeah. what this movement is saying is that we want representation. I mean, mm. actresses, actors, it's never like only lately, unless it's for certain specific roles, that people don't get opportunities, you know? And mm. um, and I think that's why this movement was so important. And it's so important to understand the nuances of why it was created before we want to insert ourselves in it when we don't even know the struggles of being in it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think a bit of context is also important, right? So Definitely. I know that yeah. um, certain certain body positivity movement models or people that are like a bit thicker and, you know, they're really all about body positivity, especially on social media, they tend to want to attack like skinnier people. And um, I know with like certain people, I don't even want to um, name name people's names or whatever, but I know that in the past, like she's actually, you know, attacked like skinnier people or shamed them for their bodies. And if that's what body positivity is about, then is it really about body positivity? If you know what I mean, if like we're only going to be embracing people who are more thicker and fuller, but then at the same time, we're bringing down people that are skinnier and, 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 and that's my question. Yeah, Cause I, I think, think mm, I agree. I agree completely with what you're saying. And and I remember this individual's tweet saying something mm. about like skinny bitches or whatever was being said. And yeah. people actually brought this information up when she had said, oh, but this movement isn't for you guys. They were like, oh, you're back yeah. again. You know, making mm. these comments. And mm. I don't know. I feel like at that point she was probably, I'm not trying to defend her, but I'm also just like what she was saying wasn't wrong in the context of the movement itself. Like there she mm. was right. And I'm not going to sit here and say, nah, she was out of line. But that mm. previous engagement and coming for people of other body types just because you're on the other end, that's not okay. Because that's kind of like giving back the energy that you're consistently receiving. And I don't mm. believe in that. I think if you're going to highlight positivity, then focus on that. Don't bring other women down or other people down just so you have the upper edge. You know, like mm. when we're saying Black Lives Matter, we're not saying white lives don't matter. Do you get exactly. what I'm saying? And I yeah. think the same principle needs to be followed here where celebrate yourself, celebrate your body and, you know, feel seen and recognized and affirmed through this movement. But by being there and being, you know, embraced in this movement, don't look down on other body types and, how, and other people's struggles because being skinny, no one ever said being skinny is perfect, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't know why other people are skinny. There's anorexia. There's all sorts of other issues that are there on that spectrum of a body type as well. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it's nice to be cognizant of these things and not, you know, throw out words, but like on that note, I actually have a question for you because I remember like shortly after the whole debate went down I was like actually like how do we define fat you know Mm. because 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 then I was like oh yeah no this movement is for us type of thing and someone was like to me but you're not fat Mm. you know and I was like okay but like how do we define fat because if I'm talking BMI definitely fat like it says Mm. I'm overweight or something like that what of those you know terms are so I'm like how do we define fat is it just a society thing where we see you and your proportions and we're like okay we've decided that person is fat or is there an actual 
like way to know that you are fat. Like, yeah, I think definitely for me, it's the BMI thing. It's I think fat for me has always been related to health. Um, if you are overweight for your body type, and um, I guess there are other health and underlying issues in that sense, then that's what I would consider fat in like an unhealthy way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's very hard. It, it's very hard to articulate but I think yeah I mean obviously um when when you meet someone you're not going to be able to calculate their BMI exactly you know that yeah that's not something that you're able to to just calculate and be like oh yeah you're fat or not but I think that person themselves know whether they're fat or not because they have that information you know so Mm. I am not for um looking at someone and immediately labeling them and saying you're fat because I don't know, you know, what are the underlying um, causes of why, you know, their body is a bit fuller and, and, and so, yeah, it's a bit tricky, to be honest. It's really tricky. And I understand that like, mm, Mm. sorry. No, no, no. (laughs) Carry on. No, I was saying, I agree with you is that it's a very, it's a very tricky thing to determine because, um, society has a has an idea of what they think fat is, but like mm. from a health perspective, there's an idea of what fat is. And mm. for me personally, like I was saying, the BMI says I'm overweight, right? And mm. someone else looks at me and they're like, no, you're perfectly fine. Like you're thick, you know, you're thick. That's mm. what you are. You're not fat. You're thick. And I'm like, mm. okay, but then what's the line? Because then that takes me back to the body positivity movement is that am I then allowed to see myself as a part of this community or am I sort of claiming my place in it when I'm not socially supposed to be there? And that's what I was like finding a little bit conflicting personally for me. Mm. Um, not that I have to stand anywhere, but it would be nice to have context because one side of you know society says I am fat, the other says no. So it's like, you know, and I guess it's a it's a me thing that I need to decide for myself. Mm, like, I yeah. see myself that way. But at the same time, even if you do, right, people are still going to be like, oh, you're fishing for, you know, a space in this community. And it's, mm. there's so many politics involved in these things. Number one. Number two, I was going to say, like, I mean, if you do a lot of research on BMI, it's been said it doesn't consider um, people of color in how it was set up. It was basically set oh. up using the body proportions of you know mm. people, people who aren't people of color I suppose um so it doesn't apply to how our our body um sort of fills up um as as black women in particular um I'm not sure about black men but or rather women of color and yeah. so there was a little bit of a contentious debate about whether BMI is an accurate representation of the whole demography in terms of you know weight gain or weight in general or health um and there was this other girl at, on on the day who said it's weird because like people see a fat person and really assume underlying health issues or underlying mm-hmm. unhealthiness she's like i exercise rigorous rigorously every week mm-hmm. i eat very well you know i do everything that society tells you to do to not be fat and i'm still fat so there's a genetic hereditary makeup mm-hmm. in terms of how your body is sometimes and it's like you know, there's all these underlying issues that like ruin someone else's experience of their body because people assume just because you look certain ways that you're experiencing certain things or your lifestyle mm. is unhealthy. And yeah, what's your opinion on that? Like those sort of assumptions. 
Um, I think it, it, it comes down to the relationship that you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that, that I've tried to do, because I, I was always told that like I'm skinny and whatnot when I was growing up, I had to eventually say, you know what, irrespective of what people say about me out there, if I'm happy with my body, if I feel like I'm healthy, I'm doing everything that I can, then regardless of what people say, at the end of the day, I love myself and I'm, I feel positive about my body. And if I don't feel positive about my body because of me, then I'll make the changes that I need to make. So it's definitely like a, an internal conversation and an inside job um, with, and, and much like every, everything else as well, you know, because I think we put too much pressure on ourselves based on what society is saying, what the external world is saying, but what are you saying about you? That is that for me is much more important than what Joe Soap says on the street. That that's what I have mm. to say about it. And that's why I was saying it's so hard for me to say someone is fat because I don't know. Like I can't calculate your BMI. I don't know what your lifestyle is, what you eat, what you don't eat. So it's it I think it's very unfair for me to put you in a box based on um like what I'm what I, like the ocular proof. Um and mm. I think with with society a lot of things are based on what people see. And we all know um, things aren't always what they seem. It's such a cliche um, saying, but it's actually very true. So if people can't really um, you know, determine whether you're fat or not based on what they see, and you know that like it's, actual, it's an actual fact, then do your internal work. And that, that's where it stops. Every, everything else that happens externally, Everyone is going to judge, irrespective of whether you're skinny or not skinny. People are always going to judge. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an internal job. It's an inside job. Yeah. I agree. I agree completely. And I guess my thing is that also the the goalpost always moves. So it's like... Mm -hmm. you know, the societal goalpost is always moving because let's let's put it into context. Like as an African woman, for instance, being fuller figured is seen as a sign of wealth and health and, mm. you know, grandeur. It's celebrated in, in, in most African cultures. Um, you know, when women aren't as fuller figured, they assume you're struggling, you're poor, you're, you know, malnutritioned, all sorts of things. And, you know, your husband is, is not feeding you well, you're not being treated well. Um, there's all sorts of connotations for uh, how women are seen in societies, in those societies, for being skinnier or smaller. And in the Western world, it's celebrated. So I'm saying the goalpost is in different directions and you need to be able to make decisions for yourself about like how you feel about how you look and what what your body means to you. You know, I, I used to be in a very, I still am in a very, you know, tricky position with my body, but I love it so much now, nowadays. Whereas before, it was it was tough because I was consistently comparing myself and people were comparing me and I mm. felt like there was this like thing I'm supposed to reach that I'm not, you know, and I'm consistently failing at the as a society and whatever. And I looked at the women in my family and I'm like, we're all like this. You know, this mm. is an ins- ancestral, you know, it's an ancestral makeup of who the people in my family are like and what body types have allowed us to survive through time that in evolution I'm still here today and alive and well and continuing the lineage and culturally speaking I love my body you know because it stood time it's been able to allow me to survive it wakes up every day and does what it needs to you know and I and Mm -hmm. I mean how can you hate yourself when 
you know, this body carries you. Um, so for me, it was kind of just reframing my personal meanings about what my body represents and, mm. you know, how much power there is in that. Um, so I think make your meanings for yourself. Like don't, but like what you said, don't take what society has to say because society is scattered anyway. Um, mm. Yeah. So that we're going to drive ourselves crazy. <laughs> Literally. You I mean, now, to... exactly. I mean, like now everyone is embracing the big butts, small waist. Um, and especially when like the Kardashians, um, you know, started booming, everyone was like, oh, I want to be like that. And before the Kardashians, it was all about the skinny, flat bum, you know, like flat everything, essentially. Mm. And now we're moving towards big butt, big this, big that. Are you, are you always going to be chasing um, things that are happening like in, your, in, in the outside world? I think it's very unfair to put that kind of pressure on yourself. I and agree. It, yeah. They, and also, like, I, I feel like there comes a time where those things actually don't matter anymore. Because um, I, I know most of us are kind of suffering on our bodies because maybe we're trying to attract someone or maybe, you know, we want to be seen in a certain way by a certain person, whatever the case may be. But, like, when you get into a relationship where there is love and um, that person really values you, what your body looks like really doesn't matter. Yes, the initial attraction, you know, yeah, we can talk about that. But at the end of the day, when you're now living with this person for a very long time, it becomes like, I don't know, something that's, that doesn't even cross their mind anymore because there are other things that take priority. So, mm. that's, yeah, that's why it's important for me to invest in yourself. Of course, do what, whatever it is that you need to do with your body, um, be healthy and all that stuff, but also work on other aspects of who you are as a person because your body is not the only, like, thing about you, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's some sound advice. And I always say, like, you know, accept what you can accept and what you can't accept, change it. You know? Change it. it it's really, and, and I mean, that applies to life. If you can accept whatever position you're in and it doesn't pain you every day to accept it, then accept it, you know? But mm. if it really is a struggle for you to accept it, make the changes that need to be made. And I think that's really down to everything, your job, your weight, your family, your relationships, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. If you can't accept them for what they are, change them. That's It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, and I also just felt like uh, bringing up this other video I came across the other day. Um, so this girl was saying that, like, you know, we're so obsessed with with, with having inclusive beauty standards um, mm. because, you know, beauty standards haven't served the entire population. Now we want, you know, dark skinned to matter and, you know, full figures to matter and everything needs to be, you know, inclusive. This beauty standard needs to be inclusive. And her argument was, why is beauty even a standard? Like, why do mm. we owe people beauty to begin with? Mm. The standard should be that people are who they are. Even if you're ugly, that should be right. Why yeah. must we, why do we owe, feel like we owe people beauty that we even want to fit ourselves into the standard all the time, mm. you know? So I, I found that very interesting. I found that very, very interesting. And a part of me actually agrees. Like, why, mm. do, why do we feel like we have to be beautiful to matter? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love Like, I think you said, um, why do we think we owe people our beauty? It's... Oh, wow. That, that is actually quite profound because, first of all, 
beauty is something that's so um how do I even say this it's subjective it's so subjective every person considers beauty differently you know some people really love that dark skin um type of woman or type of man some people like light skin some people like fuller women some people like we don't all have to be the same and there shouldn't be a standard and I completely agree with that girl that like beauty is not like it's it's not a standard it's just a an expression of like who we are externally but like it's not the be all and end all um and I I really wish that like all of us could understand that beauty Mm. is probably like a very small part of who we are and it's not like our entire makeup and we shouldn't be focusing too much on it you know um obviously be healthy like my thing is be healthy whether it's um you know it's like your I guess your body your face whatever the case may be so for example I don't necessarily agree with people that go for um surgery because I don't surgery and like plastic surgery in particular and going for like um, injecting themselves with silicon, that's not healthy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, you're trying to make yourself look pretty and whatnot, but that's when I am talking about doing whatever it is that you need to do, I'm not referring to that because that is definitely not healthy for your body and it's not healthy in the long term. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, this this topic is actually, yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's making me so passionate because I'm like, I really yeah. wish all of us could just get rid of this beauty standard thing that I don't even know who created created it, but exactly. it doesn't. Who even knows who created the standard and like what their reference was? I mean, your, exactly. your, your standard, your reference of beauty changes depending on where you are and who's around you and what you understand beauty to be from where you come from. You change places and that whole standard changes and is shattered. So it's like, who even came mm. up with, with, with the standard that everyone's trying to reach and pursue? It's it's absurd, number one, like which is what I wanted to comment on and agree with you on. And secondly, like, I don't know. I, I have different feelings when it comes to plastic surgery. Um, mm. I think we, 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 we assume that everyone is in it for health and is here to live for a long time and, you know, certain mm-hmm. things aren't good for your body and that everyone has a concept of life that's deeper than just their aesthetic. And we forget mm-hmm. that as people inherently we're different. Some people do place mm-hmm. value on their aesthetic and actually don't care if they die tomorrow as long as they die <laughs> in a state in which they wanted to see themselves in. And, you know, whether they're unhealthy or not healthy, their priorities looking good in a way that feels good to them. So I mm. think for me personally, I if you want to do plastic surgery and that's your vibe, go ahead, but make sure that the reasons that you're doing it for are reasonable for you and it's something you've contemplated and you understand that there is a whole psychological, you know, thing that comes with, you know, altering your face or altering any part of your body. Um, because yeah. it houses our personalities, it houses our essence. So when you change something about your body, um, there is an inherent psychological and emotional shift as well. And if you're willing to mm. deal with those repercussions or consequences, and it actually enhances your life experience, then, I mean, who am I to say no to that? Personally, <laughs> though, personally, yeah. though um, I wouldn't. Personally, I yeah. would not. Um, it just isn't something... Um, I would be able to deal with. I think that, 
yeah, maybe there's a, this, I have a different understanding of self-hate and self-love. And mm. from my personal definition of self-love, it means accepting it all, flaws and all. So oh, I would be feeling a little bit of a traitor to myself and how I define who I am if I went and did plastic surgery. So it wouldn't work for me on a personal level. But I'm all for women and men doing exactly what they want and being free and representing themselves as they feel, you know, because yeah. it doesn't actually matter. It's just a bodysuit. Like your essence, like you said, <laughs> is what matters, you know? Hmm. Um, but yeah, this is this has been interesting. This has been interesting. But I don't want to yeah. like go because <laughs> we can chat for the whole day, literally. But mm. yeah, it's been a very interesting conversation. And I just wanted to know what your closing remarks are just before we go. Closing remarks. <laughs> I think mm. this body positivity movement for me is at a deeper level. It's all about self-love. Um, it's about loving yourself completely, like you said, flaws and all. And whether you're skinny, whether you're full, whether you're in between, just accept yourself as you are and embrace whatever flaws you might actually not like um, because that's what makes you different. That's what makes you unique. And there's never going to be another person that's exactly like you. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's all about self-love. Love yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. Love yourself. That's my closing remark. I agree. I agree. And I think I think that that should be the standard. I think we should, mm. you know, maybe now that we've actually seen that for every sort of person, there is a personal struggle that comes behind that form of a person. Are we going yeah. to start creating movements for all sorts of people in the world who feel like they're not being seen or affirmed mm. or whatever? You know, we, mm. we're going to have all sorts of movement for all people who look also all kinds of ways. And yeah. so what's behind that is that everyone is trying to find expression of love in themselves and how they look. So Absolutely. I think that should really ideally be the only movement everyone is rooting for is the the, the love of self in whatever mm. form self presents itself, like you said, you know. So I think mm. I agree with you on that note. And, and that, like, honestly, at the end of the day, like your essence is way more beautiful than what someone else has to say about what you look like, to be honest. Um, mm. Because even the most gorgeous people in the world are vile if you know who they are and they suck. Yeah. Like you immediately put off. You don't see that inherent spark or radiance in them anymore. It puts you off. So I think that perhaps placing value on the things that really matter to us um, mm. should be highlighted a lot more but we do live in a digital age and I mean what you see of someone is they selfie and they caption so I understand yeah. and it's a really it's a pandemic of its own if we're being honest mm. um but honestly I just want to highlight and echo what you said about self-love I think that's that's really at the at the core of everything that matters I just think that we weren't always taught to celebrate ourselves and taught how to love ourselves and it's actually a harder job than we actually um, speak about like mm. self-love like how do you love yourself you know we've all we've you? always been told don't be vain don't be arrogant don't be this don't be that like don't be full of yourself but actually those are actually good qualities in doses um mm. and I just think we're not taught to love ourselves and that's really the problem but that is um mm. yeah but maybe that's a topic for other day for another day we'll talk about <laughs> love um Definitely. but I guess we'll it's yeah. It's so multi-layered. It's so multi-layered. It, it really is. 
which I yeah. will leave it at that. Thank you so much for listening. And it's been an incredible conversation. I could go on forever when it comes to these topics. But um, please do engage with us. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us your opinions. Tell us how you feel about everything. We're available on Instagram, as always. And we'll catch you guys on episode four. It's been a pleasure doing this with you, Belisa. I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>